You're listening to Internet Traffic Jam. My name is Vince Reed, and you are about to listen to a battle mastermind I did with the one and the only Russell Brunson. Now, before we dig into the content, if you're a person that wants to connect with me more and you want more traffic and leads for your business, you can go to myinternettrafficsystem.com. If you want to gain access to more free training and you want to see my seven-day free pay-per-click marketing bootcamp course, you can go to vincereed.com. And if you want a place to capture all of the leads I'm going to teach you how to get, you can leverage our free capture page system at mitspages.com. That's M-I-T-S pages.com. All right, guys. So I want to welcome you to another Battle Mastermind. And I'm extremely excited for today's call. Uh, you know, the Battle Mastermind is unlike anything else on the Internet. Um, basically, the way that it works is that you guys listening get to be flies on the wall as I get to mastermind and ask the tough questions. And they get to ask me the tough questions. And then you guys get to ask a couple questions at the end as well. And, um, you know, this person that I have today um, is a person that I've basically followed um, probably for my entire career. I mean, I remember seeing videos. In fact, I want to ask him about it. I don't know if he even remembers. There was a, there was a video he actually did years ago. He was, he was, I don't know if it was like a garage or it was like a warehouse, but it was all this stuff, products and all these things that you had, and you were having this huge blowout sale and everything must go. And uh, at that time, I was actually too broke to even afford it. So I don't know what year that was, but um, I remember watching it. But I wanted some of that good, some of that stuff. So he's been at it a long time, um, and um, this is a guy who's made millions of dollars online and um, continues to um, just uh, blow people away each and every day. Is connected with some of the biggest minds and marketers in the world, and is someone that everyone forever should be willing and eager to learn from. And um, I'm going to have fun battling him today, Mr. Russell. Brunson, what's going on, man? Hey, man, not much. I am so excited to be here. And uh, I do remember that promotion, and um, that's why I got some left, and I have to shoot you out of boxing now so you can have one of them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, it was crazy. That was crazy, man. I mean, how many years ago was that? I don't know how many years ago that was, but for you, um, for, for being so long ago, for you to have so much stuff even at that time, for me, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. you know, I want to jump right into it, and, and I hope that you're ready for the Battle Mastermind because anything goes. I just want to let you know if you make it out alive, then um, you're awesome, but there's no guarantees. <laughs> I'm, uh, we, we, I'm excited. <laughs> we hold no punches here. So um, if you don't mind, um, you know, just real quick, why don't you just kind of tell everybody a little bit about your story, and, uh, you know, uh, then we'll get into the tough questions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my my quick story is um, I got started doing this about 12 years ago. So it's been a long, crazy it's been that long. But uh, I was actually uh, wrestling at Boise State University. I just met my beautiful uh, then fiance now wife, and uh, and I didn't want to give up wrestling. I wanted to still be able to wrestle, but I needed to make some money to be able to uh, like get married and be like grown ups, right? Have a house and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so. Uh, um, I didn't want to quit wrestling and go get a job, so I had to figure out some other way to uh, to provide for for ourselves. And so, uh, about the time there was some stuff happening on the internet, and there's some guys like Armin Morin and a couple guys who were who were making money, and uh, I jumped on. I started following them and buying everything they did. They, they were selling and watching what they were doing, and uh, really started studying those guys and modeling what they were doing. And um, it took about 18 months of of trial and error before I kind of figured out how the whole game is played. And, about that time, I started making, started selling one of my first products, and that turned into another product. That eventually turned into a coaching program, and um, you know, we we uh, it's kind of funny to look over the last 12 years. About six years, ago, we started growing people-wise. We to the point where I had about 100 employees at one time, 
And then uh, the economy kind of shifted and things fell apart and, you know, the company downsized to, to a few people. And, and uh, over the last three or four years, we've kind of been rebuilding. And um, what's exciting is last month uh, we had our with, – uh, with about 12 employees, we had a month bigger than we had uh, when we had 100 for product launch or anything that month. So it was a pretty exciting big milestone for us. And uh, that's kind of the, the long and short of it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And just, just FYI, I don't know if you can, if you're possible. You're kind of breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you're on a cell phone. Um, maybe you can. Yeah. I don't I, know if you can. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I am. I try to talk more clear, and then if I can jump on other phones, let me know. <laughs> no problem. This is just in and out a couple a couple times, but we can hear you clearly. That's awesome. I mean, well, first off, twelve years, just it's crazy. I mean, I feel like a senior citizen, and I got started in full time in two thousand and eight. So. Um, 12 years, man. I can't only imagine um, where I would be. And, and you know, I, obviously, I hung out with you last week at, at um, um, an event we were at, and it was awesome. And you know, even just listening to Damon John, and he was talking about, you know, 10 years really is the is the magic number um, that you've got to, you know, hit. I mean, most people, you know, the, the question they asked him was, you know, about are there any, is there a such thing as an overnight success? And he basically said. You know, no, really, it's you know, you've got to be willing to put in that, that ten years. So for those of you who are who are here listening in, you know, know that it's going to take time to build your business. As you can see, Russell's been at it for twelve years and still going strong. So that's awesome, man. Um, so are you ready to battle? I'm ready, man. I'm excited. I, I kind of try to soften everyone up in the beginning before I, I hit them with the tough <laughs> questions. All right, cool. So I'm going to go first. And again, everyone listening in, you know, I go, I ask him a question. He can ask me a question, and we kind of just go back and forth using this time to get better. That's what it's all about. So my my first question um, kind of goes along with what you just talked about, being here 10 years. I mean, what is the key to having longevity and being here as long as you've been? I mean, I know there's so many people that get burned out after just a year. You know, they get in a company, they're in it for six months, and they're already burned out. Like, how do you, you know – continue to stay relevant, innovate, and uh, be here as long as you have? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And it's funny, uh, Mike Sosom and I actually had a whole conversation a couple months ago. Because him and I have both been around about the same time, and I've seen, you know, in 12 years, how many people have come and gone and come and gone. And, and there's a few of us from back when I got started that are still around. And we talked about, like, how do you stay relevant in a market that's, that's changing and evolving and uh, so quickly, you know? And, and uh, it's definitely definitely kind of hard i think um the first part and i think the, the, this is the most important because because you know this the whole entrepreneur business we know it's fun but it's kind of a grind sometimes too and um and i think that the biggest like if there's one thing it's you've got to be so crazy passionate about what you do um otherwise you won't last more than six months or maybe a year because there's like a lot of hard times you know you know we went from 100 employees down to like 10 and that was not because i just thought it'd be fun to fire 90 people overnight because we had you know horrible things come up and and issues and and roadblocks and and stuff that happened um but because i like i I honestly i love my clients i care about them i care about their success so much that uh that for me is what pushes me through and makes me keep moving forward and keep trying to to innovate and and uh and try to figure out things and i think the second big thing um that uh that i think this has, you know, partially has to do with like creating offers, but partially just your business as a whole. Um, I think to 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 be relevant and to stay relevant, um, there's two core things. You have to be very, very prolific in what you're doing and what you're saying and and all the stuff you're putting out there. 
you also have to be very specific. Like, so prolific and specific are two words I'm always looking at. Like, um, like some people go out there and they, they share ideas that are prolific, but they don't apply directly to anyone, you know? Like, yeah, that's right. not really cool. How do I actually do anything? And I think, you know, for me, like, whenever I'm creating or doing anything, it's like, how can we make something that's very prolific but also very specific that's going to affect, um, affect people directly? And so I think those are, you know, if there's three things about how to, how to have longevity in this or any business, it's first off, being crazy passionate about it. Second off, focusing on being very prolific so what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're creating, um, it matters. People care and they notice. And being very specific in, in really figuring out ways that with what you're creating to, to affect people at a very personal level. If you can have those three things, then it's like a game every day. You just wake up and you're serving people and they're having fun. And, and that's, for me, what, what fires me up. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Passion, prolific, and specific. That's definitely a quick battle, or I should say a quick podcast for me <laughs> to use. To, and that's, that's awesome. That's, that's definitely, you know, never really thought about it that way. But I, def, I definitely hear the passion. I mean, there was this lady on Facebook yesterday. She's like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, well, if it's about business, sure. But anything else, I, I don't know if I can help you. And she's like, yeah, it's about business. And she's like, I'm thinking about joining all, you know, three or four different companies um, this one does this, this one does that, this one, I think more people would want to buy this, I think more people may like this. And she was just going on and on, and I said, listen, none of that matters. What are you most passionate about? Pick that one. And I, that was like the reply I gave her. But it's definitely true. I mean, if you can wake up each and every day, um, I mean, I, I can't, I don't ever remember or ever have felt where I've been burned out or like hate what I do. I mean, I absolutely love what I do, um, and you know, I think that if you can have passion, you can definitely crush it. Cool, man. Uh, do you have a question for me? I do. So this is this question. I, I'm hoping you you can recall this. So this is um, a conversation we had the very first time we met in person. And I'm a big guy, like like studying processes and funnels and things like that. Like that's kind of my obsession. In fact, um, we are in the process process right now, dusting off a funnel that one of my friends showed me six years ago. That I, I'm re-inspired by it and trying to implement into what we're doing. But the very first time we met, you you had a, a really cool process, and you, you might not even do. I don't I don't know if you still have that that funnel that process live again. But I want you to re-explain that for me and for everyone because I thought it was really really powerful. And the first time you told me that, I think it was an invisible funnel event, and uh, okay, and you were talking about it's the the webinar thing where you had the oh okay the, the, yeah can you can you talk us through that model because it was amazing. I want to figure out. I, I still want to like learn the pieces of that <laughs> to be able to to bring back into my yeah. Mind. Well, basically, I actually talked about that on our last, our last webinar. So we, I went to an event, and they were talking about the invisible funnel. But anytime I do anything, I always like to kind of take what someone else is doing and put my own spin on it. So the invisible, the invisible funnel, like the cliff note version of it is you basically can offer a product either at a low price or even for free. And then at the end, once the customer gets the information, um, they then basically make the choice if they want to be billed or not. So imagine – I say, I'm having a webinar. It's going to cost you $97, but you can get in and look, look at it for, for free. And after three days, if you do nothing, I'll bill you $97. Um, if you don't like the information I gave you, then um, basically just let me know and you won't be billed a thing. So that was the whole premise of the invisible funnel. So I took that premise and I just put my own little spin on it. Um, and I said, well, how can I make this where no one would ever tell me no, that they don't want it? So I just put together, what I did was I put together 10 webinars. Um, and, uh, when I did that, I basically gave the first one away for a dollar. Um, so they got the first webinar and they were all different traffic webinars. 
I don't think I'd ever do this again because it was such an awesome deal. I mean, I probably probably why I did so well. Um, so I gave the first one away for a dollar, and I said, um, you know, and in the sales letter, I went over like literally all ten of the ones they would get in real in, in great detail. So they got the first one for a dollar, and then if they did nothing, they got the other nine, and I only billed them ninety-seven. I would have been totally different today. So mm-hmm. now most of the people didn't didn't say they wanted um, not to get the rest. So they didn't do anything, and then they got billed ninety-seven dollars. And then every week, I would release another webinar to them. And then what we would do is the second that first web that second webinar went out after they were billed, we had a phone team. Um, and actually, I did a lot of the calls back then. Um, I would call them and I'd say, hey, you know, awesome, I'm glad you got information or you got, you got good content. Um, how would you like to license this exact process? And then when you, you can basically go out, sell it, and I'll pay you 50%, um, and, and including if any of the people you refer decide to license it. So basically people would I, – I charged in the beginning 497 for the license. I, like, laugh at it now, but I charged 497 all the way up to 997 so the person that bought it would pay the 497 and then they could go out and promote the offer. And then um, they literally get $0.50 cents on the dollar, and then they'd make like 50 bucks on the 97 and then they'd make half of whatever I was charging on the license. And it just went crazy. Like, I mean, like everyone took it. I mean, I think it was like 86% of the people who took the first off or who didn't say – who basically said, yes, I want the next one, um, went through. I mean, 86 people. I think there was like a handful of people that said no. Um, and it was funny. A lot of the people that said no, they didn't want to be billed, ended up calling back and wanting the rest again later. <laughs> so it was in a, and we wouldn't give it to them. So um, at that time, we was just set up really crappy, though, the way we set it up. And we put it together real quick because I was so excited after the event. And I told you the story, and that's when you actually used some of the numbers in your Two Comma Club launch, which yeah. was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's how the funnel worked. It was very simple. I mean, anyone can do it. Um, and we had some pretty unique ways in which we had the person move forward. Um, after the first webinar, we had like this page pop up, and it would say, um, yes. Um, it would say, uh, it was like, do you want to get the next webinar? And, it would, and there was three buttons. One button said, um, if I can remember correctly, it was a while ago. I think one button said, um, no, I don't want the, the next webinar. I, I love the nine-to-five grind. It said something like that. <laughs> so it was like, if they said no, it was pretty like, it was it was rough. They had to say they loved the nine to five grind. And the middle one said, um, "Yes, I want the rest." And then they that meant that we would they would just uh, basically you know not get billed and they'd get the rest of the webinars. And the third one said, "Yes, I want the rest and I'd love to partner with you." So the people that clicked that button, we took them to a form and then they'd fill out the form and that's the ones we would call back and, and sell them to the license. I mean and, and we were I mean it was like ninety percent of the people would take that offer because they got value and they saw how easy it was to basically convert. And we said, we do all the calling for you. All you got to do is just share it with your list. So that's how it really just blew up real fast. And that was probably the first time I ever made that much money in such a short period of time. Um, so that's, that's how that funnel worked. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes. I'm such a big funnel guy. And I remember you explained that to me and I never had like spent time to map it out. So now I got it and I'm going to, yeah. Oh, it hands down works. If I did it over again, I wouldn't do ten. I'd probably do like four, like like three to five webinars. <laughs> Ten's a, a lot, lot of short webinars. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was crazy. Um, and then I would probably obviously charge more than ninety-seven for all ten um, mm-hmm. or five, um, and then definitely more on the licensing because we would handle everything on the back end. But um, you know, you live and you learn. It was definitely a lot of fun. But I mean, it all started from what we talked, what we learned at your, you guys' event, which is a lesson for all of you guys listening. I mean, you know. 
you don't you know you hear something you take the basic premise of it but you can kind of put your own stamp on it and, and that's what i love like even this weekend or this past week there was a lot of things that i learned and and i and you know when you do this long enough you can look at something and i'm sure russell from hearing that probably thought of 20 different ways he could do what i just said to make it even better and that's that's what's cool about it all right cool man it comes, it comes back to the to you being prolific and specific and you know what i mean like anyway it's, it's absolutely taking, it's taking absolutely. a model but then like modifying it to work for what you're doing and Figure out new ways to I love it. And and I think the thing that I learned the most at that event was when we got into the storytelling and just the 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 psychological aspects of just selling in general was just I wanted to have fun with the buttons. So after they watched it, when those <laughs> buttons popped up, I think that that put a person in a really awkward dilemma, right? I mean, because no one wants to say no. I want I love the nine to five grind, and that's why most people at least said yes. I want to move forward, and they took the offer, and they ended up getting a ton of value, and they were. They were, they were happy for it. Now, I would tell you guys, if you're selling crappy products and you're doing that, then, you know, yeah, it's not gonna I wouldn't work. advise it. <laughs> yeah, but if you're selling good stuff, then I don't have a problem using those strategies because I know that it's going to help the person in, in the long run. All right, cool. Um, all right, so I got another one for you. Hope you're ready. Yes. Now, ready. We, we just obviously talked about funnels, which is, leads me right into uh, this next question. So, obviously, funnels are definitely important. So, I'm going to throw it right back at you. What would you say is your number one funnel tactic and strategy? Like, I mean, obviously, I would definitely say that was my most profitable funnel I ever created. Do you have anything similar that that, uh, you'd be willing to share? Um, Yeah. So, it's kind of funny. Like, we we recently started, um, as you know, we launched a company called ClickFunnels that builds funnels. And then, on top of that, we launched a full training system called Funnel Hacking. And uh, the the thing that I keep teaching and educating our people about is like, if you want to be successful, you got to go find other people who have a successful sales funnel. You look at it, and then you model that as opposed to kind of doing your own. And so um, in our company right now, we've got three funnels that that drive um, about a million dollars a month in sales right now. And so I kind of walk you through all three of them if that would if if that would work if you want me to. Um, and uh, so uh, the first funnel, um, this was only launched about a year ago. And, uh, and the strategy behind this, this literally uh, transformed my whole business. Um, we, we created a book called 108 Proven Split Test Winners. And uh, we were going to sell it for 297 was initially my, my plan. And we decided at the end to kind of change it and just give it away for free plus shipping with no continuity attached, no nothing, just like here is an amazing product and we're giving away for free because we want to like serve our customers and blow their minds, right? And so we launched that. And what was cool is like um, – well, let me, let me walk through the funnel first. So they buy that. The first thing is, is conversions, right? They get a book from conversions. Then there's a two, $197 upsell that helps them uh, with their traffic, and then there's a $297 upsell that helps them with their with their sales process. And so that, that little funnel, and uh, we start driving traffic to it. For every free book we give away, we average about $40 uh, in, in money earned. So I earn $40 for every book I give away. Um, so what's cool about that is I know that I can go to Facebook or I can go to JV Partner or I can go to wherever and I can spend you know, 10 20 $30, 40 to give away a book and still break even. Um, and that fun, like I said, just transformed our whole business. And what was cool about it is uh, if you look at um, you know, one of the biggest things I think that people struggle with when they, they get into business, this comes with like why people burn out a lot of times, is they attract customers that they're not, they're not passionate about serving or people that, that drive them crazy. And after like, you know, I have tons of friends who get into business to make a bunch of money, and then the people that they're selling to drive them crazy, and they get out of it because they're so frustrated. And I looked at you know our business for a long time. We were selling, you know, you know really hard like business opportunities. We we're getting people coming in who 
who didn't have the mindset of like an entrepreneur. And, uh, and I wanted to attract more entrepreneurs. And so this book, when we put it out there, um, I look at any author as bait. And, uh, and you think about a book like 108 Proven Split Test Winners, the person who doesn't have a business yet, who has no idea about the internet and doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, they just want to make money. If they saw that, they probably wouldn't buy it. They'd be like, why, why would I want to split test? It doesn't make any sense. But the entrepreneur who has a website is trying to take it to the next level. You know, the person that's personally my dream client sees that and like, boom, I need that book. And they buy it and they, they want it really, really badly. And so, um, and so for me, um, it, it changed the customers we were bringing into our funnels. And uh, what's kind of cool, if you look at the, the second funnel I'll talk to you about, is from this free plus shipping book funnel, um, we've been able to put 100, about 150 people into our $10,000 coaching program and 36 people into my $25,000 coaching program in the last 12 months. And it all started by, by changing the bait on our front-end offer that we were bringing people in. And then uh, when we change the, change the caliber of the person to come in, it's much easier to sell them the higher ticket things on the back end. So that was kind of our first funnel. And then the second funnel is my, my high-end coaching funnel. And um, it's kind of interesting. If you, look at, if you look at my business six years ago, I told you guys earlier, we had 100 employees. Um, 60 of those were salespeople. 20 of them were coaches. And 20 of them were us driving traffic into this, to this funnel, right? And uh, it was expensive. And it was hard and tons of people to manage. And when we got rid of that, I was like, I will never go back to that again. And so we changed our high-ticket process where instead of us outbound calling a whole bunch of people, we made it where people have to come and apply for us, and we only call the people who we think are going to be a good fit. And, uh, and so when someone buys our, our book or buys any of our funnels, um, uh, eventually we introduce them into our, into our coaching funnel, which is three pages. Um, and uh, page number one is basically uh, videos of people who have gone through our process and have had amazing like, life transformations from it. And it's usually a video of them telling them how it worked and then changed their life. And then someone puts in their email address. On the second page then, there's like this kind of 30-minute video um, of me. I kind of introduced it first, and then there's a whole bunch of success stories, people sharing their, their stories and what happened and how it changed their life, and they're crying. And it's very emotional. And on that page, then they fill out the application form. And then the third page, then they come to the, like we call it our homework page. And on that page, basically, um, there's a video of me telling my story and why I'm passionate about business and why I'm passionate about them and about their message. And uh, it kind of presets up the the actual sales call. And uh, so that's our, that's our coaching funnel. And I mean, those two funnels alone drive the majority of our business. And then we have a webinar funnel as well. But um, yeah, the, that's that's kind of what we're, we're focusing on and it's working really, really good. That's awesome, man. And, you know, just kind of to – I just want to kind of comment on that. Awesome. I mean, I definitely can see how that would work, um, that, that three-video process. Um, and just, you know, one of the things that obviously makes this different is there are people listening in is we're, we're really just here getting better. But I do sometimes like to just make a point. You know, all of these things, and, you know, people willing to obviously learn from Russell – and, and, you know, paying him that kind of money, it's a, it really, to be honest, is a steal. And it's still because he actually a lot, you know, what I pride myself on, I know Russell prides himself on, is we actually do this stuff, <laughs> you know. Um, we, we create the funnels. We do the strategies. And I think that's really, I think, a key part that I don't think people point out enough. Yeah. Um does that make sense? Like, I mean, I know you're living and dying, breathing these funnels and implementing themselves because I've gone through them. Um, yeah. And I think that that has a lot to do with your results, whereas some people can listen to this and really never test or do any of this stuff, but then just try to be an affiliate of it and act as if or really not 
buy any traffic or do any of the strategies they learn and then act as if they're doing it and they don't make sales. But I think that if you can really live what you're doing, um, where you can even have a, 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 a video where you're talking about your story. And I remember for me, that was one of the things I really tried to focus on was just, um, you know, having some real information and being able to say, hey, you know, this is something that I, that I, that I live and, and breathe. So that's, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Sweet. Do you have have another one for me? Um, Yes. So my next one for you, um, I know I interviewed you almost a year ago about some of your your traffic stuff, but I'm really curious. So we still have delved in some of the other social networks. I know that right now, I don't know about you, but I think it seems like most people right now are going through kind of a a big Facebook slap in their their business. I know we've been affected by it and a lot of other people. I'm curious for you, outside of like Facebook, like what is your – um, second biggest uh, traffic stream right now in your business that you're you're focusing on that you're getting the best results from. Yeah, awesome, man. Um, well, I think that retargeting has definitely changed my entire business philosophy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that, and actually, it's funny. I did a I did a, a, a podcast about this yesterday, um, and it was like mm-hmm. it was four social media mistakes newbie marketers make, and I think it's a lot harder today to make a sale on social media. And number one. Social media sites are making it harder, but it's never been easy. Um, and the biggest mistake I think people make, and, and I, I'm going to answer the question, but the, first, the biggest mistake people make is they focus on one. And what you've got to do is you've got to pick, let's say, at least three to four different social media sites, and you have to create what I call a tangled web. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. You just need to be present on a lot of them. And the reason I say retargeting is so important because – I don't really look at social media in terms of direct response. Like I'm not driving a lot, really hardly any traffic directly to a capture page unless they've um, basically witnessed and seen a lot of my my content first. Um, And then once I'm building that that retargeting custom audience, that's where I really focus on, you know, the old school methods of more direct response marketing. So my, 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 my traffic strategy that's working the best is still obviously Twitter, YouTube. Um, I love um, obviously Facebook, and I do a lot of search traffic um, on either Google or um, Yahoo Bing. And my approach is not even really, and it's outside the box, to really necessarily even get the lead right away, although all of the content that I create has its way of generating the lead, and we do generate thousands of leads from just promoting content. So once we build the list, I mean, it was obviously a lot of the stuff that was talked about over the week, um, we then have a process that we take that audience through. And, like, for example, when we spoke last, we, there was no Twitter cards or website cards on Twitter ads. Um, mm-hmm. Now there's Twitter website cards and Twitter lead gen cards where literally a person can just click a button and they're right into your list on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can jump into these active conversations and you can drive people right to your um, – to your page with website cards. And basically what these are is it just looks a lot cleaner and better in your news feed. I don't know if you've been on Twitter and you've seen these cool little images and like things that pop that show up in the new in the news feed. You know, a lot it looks a lot better than just the, the typical hundred and forty character um right. tweet with the link. Um and it and it converts a lot better. But Twitter has also released um its version of retargeting. Mm-hmm. So you can now re- um build your custom audience there as well. So I guess the the biggest to answer your question, I don't really have a favorite one. I actually, and, and this is like a presentation we were talking about at our event, um, I look at now the marketing aspect of what I do kind of like the stock market. Like 
mm-hmm. you have to diversify like your marketing. And you know, some people look at it differently, and, and people argue me down all the time when when they when I tell them this. They'll say, "Okay, Vince, like, what's promote? What's like converting the best? Because whatever one is converting the best, I want to scale that up, and then I want to turn everything else down." I kind of look at it differently because I think things go in spurts. Um, so I literally spend the exact – I have a set budget for every platform, even if, the one, if one of them isn't converting that well. Because there will be months where one that wasn't converting well one month, but then the next month all of a sudden it's converting better than the other one. And as long as whatever I'm doing from that platform is obviously breaking me even or making me money. So if it's not breaking even, then I'll look at it, and I'll still spend the same amount, but I'll just tweak it to make sure that it's at least breaking even or, convert, or making money. Um, and I let it run, but at the same time, throughout all these different things, I'm building that custom audience, and I'm communicating with them where they are. Um, and I think that that's the different philosophy why and why traffic is getting tougher and why I think MITS is growing because people know that they need more traffic because of all the things that you just talked about. So... Um, Kind of a long-winded answer, but hopefully that that explains like. Um, no, that's super you know. cool. That actually helps me a lot. We we have not been diligent remarketers, and so I'm actually really curious on that. What um what platforms do you currently use? Do you use one or multiple or? For you know, I you know to be to be quite honest, I use the I really focus. I mean, we used to use AdRoll, and we do that on other sites, but because I because a lot of these social media sites now have their own retargeting, and that's what I mean. I meet them where they are because, for example, like. People say, okay, if I build, if someone hits my site on Facebook and then I retarget them on, I don't know, ESPN or something, right? To me, I'm not really meeting them where they are. Like, I like the fact that if you hit my site on Facebook, I know you're on Facebook, I can retarget you there. Now with Twitter retargeting, I know that I can build, I can get a list there, so I'm going to retarget you there. Um, with Google and YouTube, same exact thing with AdSense and different things you can do now there. Um, but like, um, you know, I just try to meet the person there. So I'm not really doing a lot of off-the-platform advertising as I used to. Now, with cold traffic, if you have cold traffic, I definitely encourage you to do that because it makes you look like a huge brand. But I'm not really attracting cold, tra- tra- cold traffic. I'm really just going after that that specific person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, cool. that's what I, I use mostly the platforms, ver- the platforms retargeting platform, whatever I'm using. Awesome. Cool. Cool, man. All right, so I got one more for you. Um, okay. This one actually, now that I'm reading it, I don't know how difficult this is going to be for you. Um, I thought it was <laughs> when I first wrote it. but um, All right, so let's say that you don't have any more money. Okay. Um, let's say that you still have your list, but you haven't emailed them. I don't know, you went into a coma for, for a year or something. You haven't emailed them for a year. All right, and you have no money, and you've got to make money. So you came out of that coma, and if you don't make money in the next 24 hours, you lose your, I don't know, you don't really have money, so I don't know what else you can lose. But you, you, something tragic happens. <laughs> what do you do to your list um, that you haven't engaged with in a year um, to, one, reengage, and, two, generate revenue? Awesome. Okay, <laughs> um, I know exactly what I would do. And kind of – this uh this just happened to one of our I think uh mutual friends, John Reese. I uh, saw him at the at the event last week and he's like, Yeah man, he's like, I haven't mailed my list in like three years. He's like I mailed him, I did this thing and we made like, I don't know, two or three hundred thousand bucks off it. And so wow. like that actually does happen sometimes. Um ideally we don't want to stop mailing our list because the money will you know, definitely lessen every every day you don't mail them. But um so for me it's it's funny, um I, I've gone in cycles in my business where I've led with different things and had different stuff, and and we made money a lot of things along the way. 
But there's one tool that has bailed me out <laughs> of stupid decisions and problems more than than anything else, and um, and it's it's the webinar. And it's funny, um, we're actually about to put out a, a new offer um, probably next week, actually. Um, but and I don't, I'm not sure. I, I need to send it to you so you can have a copy of it. But um, I spent um, about 10 years ago it was the first time I ever went to an internet marketing seminar, right? And I was expecting to go and hear a whole bunch of people talking about internet marketing. I was really excited. But when I when I got there, you know, the first guy got up and he started speaking and then he sold something. And everyone runs to the back and they bought. And I was like, what in the world? And I was doing the math. I was counting, you know, hey, $2,000 package and counting people. I'm like, that guy just made 80 grand. Next guy got up and spoke. He sold and people run the back and do the math. And that guy made 60 grand. And I watched this happen for three days and watched, you know, this this these guys make two or three million dollars in, in a weekend uh, by running these live events. I was like, what in the world? Like, you know, I came to think I was an internet marketer, and I realized I want to become a public speaker. And so I started learning that art. And uh, it's funny, I went to, I got asked to speak at an event. I stood up on stage, and I, I did what I thought was like the best, you know, stage presentation ever. And I tried to sell, and it was like crickets. Not a single person moved <laughs> and went to the back wow. of the room. And I was like humiliated. I'm like, I will never do this again. But then I go to another event. I see it working. I get so upset about it. So finally, I started this mission. Like, I got to figure out how this works. And um, I started going through every public speaking, no, not public speaking, but how to sell some stage training mm-hmm. I could find. I went to Armin Morris, Bill Glazer's, Dan Kennedy's, um, you know, just as many as I could find. And uh, and after about a year, I started learning like how to actually sell some stage, and I started getting better at it and better at it. Um, and uh, and I remember one time I was going to an event, and um, I was speaking at Armin Morris' event, and I was at a Dan Kennedy event the week before, and he spoke, and he literally got up on stage in front of a thousand people. And closed like 70% of the room. I'd never seen that before in my life. And uh, after he comes up to me, he's got a stack of papers he can barely even hold, each one worth 2000 bucks. And he's like, you want to learn how to do that? I'm like, yeah, man, I totally do. And he's like, this is like one secret. Like, this is how I do my clothes. I call it the stack. And he walked you through how he did the stack. He's like, do that next week when you speak at my event. And he's like, you'll crush it. If you don't, you'll be mediocre. So I'm like, all right. So I went to his event the next week. I did the stack just like he said. Boom, had my first $100,000 you know, you know, stage pitch. And then I, I was addicted after that. And I spent two years on the road just speaking, you know, two or three times a month until I got to the point where I was missing my family a lot. So I kind of quit the public speaking gig. And we transitioned to webinars and teleseminars. And I kept going through different training. And uh, recently I went through four or five more training programs. I through Jason Flavelin's, which was amazing. I went through a couple other people's. And, uh, and from there, I remember sitting down one day, I said, from everything I've learned in the last 10 years, like, I want to put it into one, like, simple spot. And I drew out this uh, this little script I call the perfect webinar. It's one piece of paper. And I said, this is it. Like, if I took everything I learned, this is what it is. And then, uh, um, and then uh, anyway, so I had that script. And then I created a presentation just to, just to make sure they could fit within the model. I did it and we crushed it on that webinar. And then uh, about six months later, um, we launched ClickFunnels that, uh, you know, obviously we've been focusing on. And we first launched it, it, like, it didn't take off at all. I was really frustrated. And, uh, and about a month later, after we launched, Mike Silson called me and said, I want you to come speak at my event. I want you to sell ClickFunnels. And I'm like, well, it's a it's a free trial right now. Like, I don't really have a, something I can sell from stage. He's like, we got to figure out a $1,000 pitch for it. And so I'm like, all right. So the day before I fly off the event, I pull out my little piece of paper, the perfect webinar, my little script. And I built my slide. I, thought I followed it to a T and just, just modeled it. I uh, went to the event the next day. I never tested this pitch, never tried it out. Got from stage and I did it. And boom, closed 38% of his room which was like the best I'd ever done ever. Um, the next week I went home and did a webinar to my list. We did $120,000 in sales live. Um, that week I did three more. We did, ended up doing almost $400,000 in sales that week. 
Um, the next week I spoke at Dan Kennedy's event, pitched it again. We closed 49% of his room and been off the races. Since then, we've done um, just shy of $2 million in sales in about, about two and a half months with it, and it's just working. And, and since then, I took that, that script, that perfect webinar script, and we gave it to a whole bunch of my clients. We've got at least 15 people that have made between ten dollars and $100,000 in that time by following the script. And so for me, if, my, if everything was down, I had to lift nothing else. I'd get them on a webinar, and I would just follow that script to the T and just crush it. Like, that's, that's what I would do. And uh, the, the script, I can give it to you to give it to your people if you want. We're going to make a free plus shipping version. Um, it's got the script and the DVD and everything with it to kind of go through it. But, man, that, that for me has just been magic. So what I would do is I would just go and create a really good webinar and pitch it, and it saved me more times than, than not. I've been saved <laughs> by a, one good webinar pitch. That's awesome, man. And I know everyone listening was like, "How the heck did you do that? I want that." <laughs> so absolutely, yeah, we would love to. We'd love to have that. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested because I do. I mean, it feels like I'm doing a webinar every night. I'm not, but that's what it feels like. We do a lot of yeah. webinars. So, um, and and I haven't. I've never really found a good webinar product or someone yeah. that really breaks down the right way to do a webinar. So I definitely would be interested. Oh yeah, they're, in they're doing most that. of them are horrible. Most of them like talk about one little piece. This is just like here's the process. Here's the slides. Here's the the DVD me explaining it for an hour, and that's it. You follow it. I said I gave that to uh, one of our students, named Liz Benny. Gave her the DVD, gave her the the script. She took that. Um, she did a webinar, and uh, she did uh, I think a hundred thousand dollars in sales last month from that. For wow. first time out of the gate, like she never had an online business. She was driving Facebook ads, the webinar, and just she's just crushing it. Um, that's awesome. Anyway, it, it's really it's really really cool. But webinars, man, are like I think the fastest the easiest way. To, to do it. In fact, one time, this was kind of a side story. Sorry, I'm a storyteller, as you can tell. Um, when, <laughs> we, when we went from 100 employees down to 10, I was in this office. It was 25,000 square feet office, and we basically fired almost everyone. And uh, we were going to get kicked out, and you know, we still had a le- you know time left on our lease. And the guy was like, "We're going to come sue you and all this stuff." And you know, my whole life's falling apart. I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I'm you know, I have nothing else to do. And it was the last night we're in that building before basically we're all going back home. We we're going to work from home until we can afford a a new office, and uh, and I'm, I'm in the office. Everything's cleared out. There's one desk left in my laptop, and I was like, we need money. I have nothing. So we promoted um, a webinar, and I remember sitting there in this office, completely empty, this little tiny desk with my laptop and a little microphone, did the webinar, and boom, we closed over $100,000 in sales from it. From that, we were able to go rent an office, move everybody in this new office, and that was what gave us the seed money to, to not go bankrupt, to start over, and to relaunch our, our company. That was that was four and a half, five years ago. So, um, anyway, it's, it's, it's a powerful tool and it's something that I get often. And you have this in webinar use. form or is this on a script? Like, how do you have this when you, when you're giving this out? Yeah, it's, a, so it's going to be, it, it's a, I have like on a cardboard piece of paper. So it's, it's one sheet of <laughs> paper and there's a DVD that, that I just walk through in an hour and 10 minutes. I think I walk through the whole, whole process. You take that and just model powerful. it and boom, off to the races. That's awesome, man. I don't even, I'm, I'm speechless. So I, I I have to see that today. <laughs> um, I sold you on cool. it. You I'll sold me, man. You could have you could have sold that for a lot more. <laughs> we would have all we would have all bought it. Um, awesome, man. So what I want to do now, and did you have another question for me? I like to open it up and let a couple people who are listening in ask you a question. And uh, this is kind of a perk for our VIP members. They get to kind of we bring on people and they get a chance to actually speak to people who they sometimes otherwise would have never been able to talk to. I think that's pretty cool. And also, you guys, just events are just – if you guys like listening to this, just think about it. Like this is what happens all week. 
like in between the sessions, like these kinds of conversations, this is why there's such an edge um, that a lot of top marketers have because they get to sit here and, I mean, I picked up, an, I mean, I, have, I literally have a full page of notes. I take notes on these calls. So um, get to events and, and implement these methods. Um, I will make one statement. I mean, I love that process that you have with the webinar. Um, I definitely, definitely love it. And it's funny, like someone was asking me at the event, like, how do you make your sales? And I just, someone told me a long time ago about touches. Like you have to be able to, to you know, how many times can you touch your customer and connect with them? So that's why, like, we have, you know, I'm not going to go through them all, but we've got a five-part pro- process in which we make sure we can connect with people in, a different w- in, in different ways. Like, and one is a webinar. One is, like, a call that we're on now. One is, like, with a one-on-one coach. So, and, the, and I, I've always believed that was, like, the key to our success. So, like, I've always believed, like, people could copy every little thing, but if they're missing these five ways of connecting with their customer, that they'll never get the results that we get because it's like this, this, these, this, these five ways of touching people. But what I, what you just kind of sparked me to thinking was what I'm going to work on. What I got from this call was that each part of these five parts in which we put in our business, I can get better. Like the webinar aspect. Like I want to now focus on because that's one of our one of the five pieces. Getting better in that in that part. Um, even from our coaches' perspective. Even from um, our community perspective, how can we build the community to be more engaging? So, anyway, just wanted to get, let you guys listen. You know what, what my takeaway was from this. That was awesome. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Are you, are you ready to take, like, one or two questions? I don't. We've already gone a little bit longer than I like to go. Are you, are you cool with that? Definitely, yeah. You got time? Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah. listen, I don't want everyone to kind of chime in at the same time, but if you hit star six, the first two people that have a question for Russell um, have at it. So, star six. If not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it out. So going once, I know you guys kind of have to go off mute. So hit star six if you have a question for Russell um, in terms of funnels, your business, anything goes. Don't everyone speak at once. <laughs> you didn't that, Jim. All right. Yes, go ahead. Hey, I, um, that was great. Thank you very much. My question is now you're putting together that webinar. And so, obviously, if you're going to an old list, then there's got to be a real key, um, well-scripted invitation email that's going to go out to them. And so how do we how do we put that together? Because I would think that that's as critical as the entire webinar. Yeah, so if, when, um, you know, I'll get uh, Vince a copy of the script to give you guys so you can kind of go through it, but... You look at the way that the script is written. Um, it, it's very basic and very simple. Um, there's, there's the first part of the script talks about the one thing, which is like the one core thing this entire presentation is about. And then there's three secrets that are all supporting statements that help to reverse engineer someone's negative belief patterns. So there's the one thing and there's three secrets. And everything I do in my webinar process is built off of that. The webinar registration page, it says, boom, here's the one thing and here's my three secrets. The webinar teaches the one thing and the three secrets. And so my emails that go out are the exact same thing because, um, again, the, the webinar is crafted in, in a way that to get somebody to, to buy perfectly, right? And so um, it's the same thing to get somebody to open emails, the same thing to get somebody to register for the webinar. And so my email would be the exact same thing. My subject line would be the, whatever the one thing is. This will make more sense after you go through the script. Um, and then, uh, and then the, the body would say, hey, on this webinar, uh, the webinar is about this, the one thing, and then here are the three secrets you're going to learn, boom, boom, boom. And if you if you structure the content of the webinar right, then the registration page will be right and the email will be right. 
and it just it just works all all as one congruent task. Um, in, in, we've done a ton of split testing in, in congruency, especially from an email, it, uh, is like the, one of the biggest keys to to, uh, to conversion. So the email needs to be very very congruent, almost identical to the landing page. The landing page has got to be congruent to what they're getting on the webinar. If there's congruency from all three pieces of that, um, that's when you just get the the huge home runs. Awesome. Uh, thank you. I, hey, Vince, as soon as you get it, man, I hope you pass it to us, and thank you very much, Vince, for hosting this. This is great. Awesome, man. I think I'm keeping it for myself. That's been my history over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You guys know you'll get it. We know that way, Coach. Style. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, cool. One one more question, and if, if you can mute out after you ask your question, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Uh, one more, One more for Russell, anyone? Star six. I think I heard someone else out there say something. Vince, what's up, man? Vince. Oh, there's two of you. Okay, we'll get we'll get to you two. Let's take the, the the lovely lady first, and then we'll get to whoever that gentleman was that that said something. Oh, that must be me. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, this, is, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I have a question about the Facebook slap issue because who is this though speaking got... though? And what's your name? This is Lori. Okay, Lori, cool. I just want to know who I'm, who we're talking to. Cool. Go ahead. Hi, sir. Um, I have the, a question about the Facebook slap because my ad account got slapped and I got shut down. So I'd like to know, do you recommend opening up another account, which I know is tricky because you can't let Facebook know who you are, or just moving on to a different marketing method, which I was planning on doing anyway because, you know, I don't want to rely on just one. But now I can't place any Facebook ads. So I, I'm I, Vince. You may have a different opinion than me, but I'm a big believer in like, um, in in not letting somebody shut me down and like just figuring out other ways. So like for us, uh, we lost three accounts last week, and so what we just did is, um, if you have an Amex card, uh, Amex will give you up to 15 cards for each employee you have, and then you can set up a new. Facebook account for each um, each Amex card because the only it's not like Google where they track your IP and all these kind of things really strictly. The only like uh, the only qualifier they have is a, a unique credit card number. And so for me personally, it's just we put up a new account and I got a whole bunch of them in the queue that we're just waiting so that when it goes down, it'll back up. You know, it's not I, I don't I don't personally want to lose a traffic source or income source just that easily. But I also try to learn like why are we getting shut down? What's the issues? Um, you know, we had an event in January and I kind of. I kind of told everyone, I said, I think if you look at, like, what all ad networks across the board, I'm sure, Vince, you've seen this as well, like, none of them want, they don't like us kind of direct response marketers. They don't want us pushing ads to landing pages or registration pages or anything, right? They want they want people to promote content on their sites. And so that's the direction they're going. And so um, as we set up our new accounts, we're, we're kind of realizing that. So we're shifting what we're driving traffic to. Like Vince is talking about driving to, to, uh, to content as opposed to, the landing pages and and just tweaking the process a little bit um, and trying to get trying to, to do what Facebook or any ad platform for that matter wants. You know, I, I saw this whole thing, and eight or nine or t- it's been forever, ten years ago when Google did the same thing to all of us. You know, all of us were killing it on Google, and then one day they they decided they didn't like us and they kicked us all out, and so we had to figure out new ways. And so I, I think with Facebook, it's it's don't you know if you get shut down, like person, I mean, go get back in there and, and get prepared, like. First off, congratulations. Welcome to the club. You're part of one of everyone who gets shut down, so don't feel bad about it. Just get back up there mm-hmm. again and uh, and learn from it, though, and kind of tweak things. And, you know, um, some of the things we're finding, like, if you 
start a new campaign and you try to blow up your budget really fast, they'll shut you down, like try to make it more organic and slower and and uh that's kinda of what we're finding. And again, I'm sure it'll keep evolving and changing over the next few months, but just um you know, I would say definitely diversify to add more things, but don't give up on on uh, on a source that's been successful for you in the past unless they, they force you completely, you know. That's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I'd have a couple things for you. Number one, um, I was fortunate to go through like a four-week coaching program with Facebook, and they actually don't have a problem with affiliates. They don't have a problem with a lot of the stuff. The problem with it is, um, well, first off, I would try to figure out what it was that got you banned. Like like some links are getting blacklisted on Facebook. So let's say you're promoting a, a company that has a blacklisted link. Even if you weren't running an ad, they can just go to your fan page or whatever you're doing, and if that link is anywhere near, they know that that particular company or link was like an MLM or something that they don't like, then they'll ban your account. So it doesn't have to be like what you were actually doing at that point. Okay, so just mm-hmm. so you know, like that's the first thing. People think they're like, I was running this ad and I got banned. That's not. That could be not why you got banned. It could have been like, what company are you? Are, what's your primary opportunity? Like if you don't mind me asking. My primary is Internet Lifestyle Network. Um, okay, so I, I know that that domain in the past has had issues on Facebook. Okay, um, that could be one of the reasons you got banned, even if you didn't necessarily promote. Now, here here's the thing that you have to think about with Facebook. Like, and I, I, like I tell everyone, no one goes on social media to buy anything, and that's why, like, I get angry sometimes when I see some of these products get created where they, like, show their screen, and they go, oh, I got all these clicks and engagement and comments and likes. That doesn't make sales. Like, anyone can put up an ad on social media on Facebook and get that. What you're trying to do is make sales. Now, the problem that most people have that they're not willing to do on social media is they're not willing to take the time necessary to build the communities. Like, I don't ever market outside of the people who haven't seen my stuff. So um, the, 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 the furthest I'll go outside of my community would be putting up ads to my followers and their friends. And the reason why is if a follower's friend sees my ad, it's going to say, you know, Russell likes this too, versus just my ad just showing up in the newsfeed of someone who doesn't know, like, or trust me. And a lot of times if you're advertising outside to people who don't know, like, or trust you, they're like, who is this person showing up in my newsfeed? Then they report you and they ban you even though you didn't do anything wrong and Facebook doesn't want to take the time to figure it out. They just ban you. And I figured right. this out a long time ago. So I just promote content, and I literally stay within my own circle because if one of my fans likes my stuff and someone or one of their friends see it, it's going to say that that friend liked it. And, and think about it. If you saw something from your friend and it was in an industry even that you didn't like, you wouldn't ban that person because your friend liked it, if that makes any sense. But if yeah. you saw something you didn't like and you didn't see anyone that you recognized liking that particular ad – then you'd be like, I don't want to ever see this in my news feed, and then you'd like, report it. So if you lead with content and you, if you're committed enough for the long term to stay within your communities, you should be safe. I mean, this is straight from Facebook. And also just be careful promoting just directly to affiliate links and other companies. Use this, what I call a sandwich page. Create a video page first and then link to the affiliate link or wherever you want to drive it to. Um, I think you'll be good if you can do that. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Yeah. Thank All you right. so much. Yep. No problem. Um, one, I heard someone else out there. There was one more person that had a question. Real yeah, quick. Vince, it's Sean. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, uh, not much. 
Hey, this question will probably go for both of you guys since we're on the topic of Facebook, and it and it really goes with promoting content, whether it be podcasts or blog posts or any of those value-based, you know, content pages inside your communities. And you talk about tracking and making sure that your sales and your profits, you know, clearly exceed your advertising costs. How do you track that when you're promoting content, you know, whether it be a podcast or a blog post in your community? How do you really track that? I mean, I know you'll have opt-in pages or, or places where they can enter their information in there. But how do you really track those to see kind of sales based on content pages when you're promoting, for example, what you do, Vince, with your with your four blog po- or your four uh, podcasts a week and your one one video post? Well, well, one, you can put tracking pixels on all that stuff. So I, I get a lot of leads and things from that content that ends up turning into a sale, so you can track that. You can track your sales from content. Um, if you're using the Power Editor, you can have multiple pixels that you're tracking on every page. Um, also, I just have a set, like I told you, I just have a set budget that I have that I'm going to get my content out um, to as many people as possible. Because I, I look at, and, I, and honestly, I do that, um, and I, I'm not the best tracker. I, I tell people all the time, I'm not the best. Like I just know like this is what I'm going to spend on putting in content, and then I go and I look at the conversions, and you know, I know what the I know what the lifetime value of my customer is. So, um, you know, it's kind of a fine balance. But to, to, to specifically answer your question, just put a tra- put a um, conversion pixel on your content page, and then set a, a specific budget that you're going to spend to get your content out there. Yeah, and my okay, friend, yeah, I, I, I I put calls to action in all my content. So I just look at my content as like a pre-sell page before my sales page, and so we just, we're just tracking it through the funnel just like we do normally. Um, it's just one extra step in the funnel. So that's kind of how I, I personally do it. I've never driven ads to my podcast yet, and that way I would have no idea how to track it, but <laughs> it was just like content, that's how I do it. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's that's definitely true, and, and I don't know about you, but I find when you have that one extra step, the people that do take that action, it's a higher percentage of those people convert. Because well, you think about really, it, you look at the look at the best guys in the CPA networks. They all drive through a pre-sell page, like it increases conversion. So it's less of an. I mean, if you look at it, it can be negative. But if you look at it, like I'm gonna write a pre-sell article that that pre-sells the thing on the next page, it'll actually increase your conversions uh, as long as you're looking at it that way. If you're right, just putting up crap articles and trying to drive traffic, <laughs> that's different. But if you look at it, it's like this is a pre-sell article. This is I'm writing copy. Like I'm doing this in a way mm-hmm. to. to to start selling the next page, it'll actually help your conversions typically more than it ever hurts them. So it's almost a blessing in disguise what Facebook and everyone's doing to us. We just got to realize that and then start writing better stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and also, just don't be afraid to have multiple communities like fan pages specific to specific things and keep those topics relevant to that and market just that content to those fans. Like, I think if people did that and were just patient enough, they'd, they'd kill it. Like, that's something that we've really focused on this year. Um, which we're going to, which is going to be a real big part of our event. Um, that I don't think people really focus on. They only focus on one page, and like, that's it. So, anyways, I appreciate you guys that are that time been asked questions, and I don't. I went a lot longer than I than I um, expected. I try to keep these between thirty forty minutes. Um, but Russell, man, you made it through the battle mastermind alive, dude. I appreciate you. <laughs> we survived. <laughs> he survived, man. And um, just um, for everyone listening, where can they find you? I mean. Um, where, what's the best way to, to connect with you and you know what do you got going on now that they could definitely benefit from? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is to go to .com, secrets.com, so that D-O-T-C-O-M, secrets.com. Um, that's the, the best spot right now. 
from there, you can guys can go see some of my funnels and come funnel hack me. Um, I did a podcast this morning. I, was, I told everybody, go watch, look at my coaching funnel. Like, it's making 70 to 80 grand a week. Like, see, it's our coaching program. Go look at it. Model it. Like, it works. And so I, I think you can buy my stuff. Go look at the process because, I, I mean, it's literally we've got a team of scientists who are testing every single piece. And so, like, if, it's, if we have it live, it's working, and it's worth looking at and modeling, if nothing else. So, um, but that's, that's about it. Absolutely. Russell, could man. you please repeat it? Could you please yeah. repeat that first uh, that first website you said how we could connect with you? Yeah, it's dot com secrets dot com. So spell that D O T C O M S E C R E T S dot com. And uh that's thank- me. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks. And Russell has some amazing things happening, which I will be literally waiting for the second to let you guys know about. <laughs> Um, and uh, that's happening in a few months, so we're really, really excited for him and just to um, be part of, you know, helping him get this out to the world. So it should be fun. All right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you like always, and um, always good to connect with you. And also looking forward to seeing you at our event at Internet Traffic Live. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Yeah, cool. All right, guys. Well, listen, that completes another Battle Mastermind. And if you're listening to this, you're listening to Internet Traffic Jam. And like always, I'll see you guys on the Internet. Take care.